This week, I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about something that does not get spoken too often. I'm going to talk about the problem that men face regarding loneliness based off of the traditional roles that men have been pigeonholed into, and perhaps why some men are feeling lonely, as well as the effects that those gender roles that feminism and the words toxic masculinity have pushed off to the guys in the room. So if you're a guy, this show's for you. And if you're a woman, this show's for you as well. So just because I'm talking about men loneliness doesn't mean that woman loneliness doesn't exist as well. It simply means today we're going to concentrate a little bit more on the men's issues. Why am I doing this show? Well, if it reaches just one person, they understand what they're experiencing and they get a little bit of help from this, then this is worthwhile. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. So glad that you've chosen to join me. Maybe this is the first time you've listened to a show. Maybe this is your 50th time or your 200th in some time. Whatever it may be, I'm glad that you're here. One of the things that I'm very grateful for on this network is I can do very random shows. I don't get pigeonholed into, well, we're just going to do politics. I can talk about issues that matter to me, issues that matter to other people, and make sure that those issues get heard. So I'm excited to talk a little bit this week about something that does not get highlighted nearly enough in society, and that is male loneliness. It's something that's been written about a lot over the past five years, but it's not something that I think that you normally have a gentleman sit on the other side of a microphone and say, are we experiencing this gentleman? And ladies, I think that this is an important conversation for you to hear as well, just because maybe this will help you with the men in your life, understanding perhaps where they may uh, fit in. Now, let's just kind of put out kind of the stereotypes and stuff that we may experience during this time. The traditional gender role that gets reinforced oftentimes throughout a young boy's life is that growing up, men need to earn the money in a house. Now, this over the past, I guess, decade or two decades has been shifting as women are trying to get uh, more and more involved in the workforce. Uh, you have a lot more people that are the breadwinners that are female now in the households. But the traditional husband and wife role in the family is normally that the men were the breadwinners and the females had the opportunity not to work. And still, when I speak with young women and I speak with married women as well, there's still a lot of people that they go, you know what? I'm perfectly okay with that. But that puts a lot of stress on men, especially 
in the times where everything is so expensive. And so that comes with a whole lot of extra baggage that men feel of being inadequate, of not making enough, not being enough. And we get into that in a few moments as we kind of get into all this. Uh, We also may have the traditional relationship role of a man's protecting of a woman. Uh, And that can be, you know, what I learned growing up, you get the doors for somebody, you hold the doors when you're walking, you you walk on the proper side of the sidewalk to make sure that you're not exposing your date or your wife to uh, water being splashed up or a car that could possibly hit them. Uh, Part of that also is that men are supposed to be both physically and mentally stronger than women. It's where the notion of don't cry comes to men. And so as a result, the stereotype has always been to be the protector and caretakers of women. Now, at some point in time, the world decided to flip this upside down and call some of this uh, completely against uh, the feminist culture or toxic masculinity. Uh, You know, we don't need a protector. Okay, we'll get into that as well about not feeling enough or feeling confused about what their role should be based upon where they simply go. And guys, you might be understanding what I'm getting at at this point in time, but we'll continue on. Now, there's also the job selection. There are roles that guys are supposed to do according to, again, the traditional gender roles. And there are roles that normally women would do. I'm in a field that normally women would do. I teach. All right, that is something that was dominated. Education was dominated by women. And we know if you look at pay scales early on, women were paid less than men for the exact same jobs. All right, now we have made great strides in all of that over the last two decades. In fact, in some uh, spots, depending on where you're working, women actually are making more than men. And we don't normally like to hear that talked about, do we? Because why? That's another attack on men. It's another way that men go, oh, okay, now we're still being told that we get paid less. Meanwhile, I'm looking, or they get paid less, but meanwhile, I'm looking around and I'm seeing that women are being paid more and being given uh, advantages at work and moving above. And so that traditional gender role is again, kind of being turned upside down for better, for worse, but it all has an overall effect on how men feel right now. There's also the whole behavioral norms, right? Um, the whole things about, you know, what a man should be focused on going to work, right? That that's one of those things, taking care of the yard, taking care of the, some of the chores, as far as, uh, the manual labor, if there's car problems, taking care of that, that is all stuff that was the traditional gender role woman, you know, would be focusing on finding a husband. I mean, I remember going off to uh, college and being told, now you might find that there are some women that just want to find somebody to marry, that they're not actually there for their education. And that wasn't that long ago. That was just the 1990s, right? But that is part of the traditional gender roles and the way of thinking that many men are coming out of. And that also affects their mental way of figuring things out. Women are more nurturing. Men are more disciplined, right? We, we know that as well. Clothing styles, you probably know women, right? There was this always kind of the gender role of pink versus blue. Boys are blue, girls are pink, 
right? And many people would say that uh, women are the ones that wear skirts. Men are going to wear the trousers, uh, toys. There was a difference in toys growing up. There was a difference in what type of hobbies somebody may have. So much so that if a woman took on a role that was not a typical hobby, they could be a tomboy or uh, something that, you know, was a little bit different as far as what they were called. Uh, And then the personalities for men are supposed to be a little bit different, right? Men are supposed to be confident and they're supposed to be persuasive. Women, uh, we hear, are bossy and pushy, right? So all these gender roles go towards this now uh, problem that we're having with being lonelier in this country and maybe even lonelier in the world. I don't want to just say in this country. Uh, People in uh, that I know, would talk about this. I'm going to try to get uh, one of my friends on the show here later this week and really talk about what it's like to be uh, somebody who, for him, he is not married and he's in his 40s. And I bring up the 40s because I'm not sure if you know what the largest group is that commits suicide here in the world. Uh, But the suicide at risk populations is highest once you reach the age of 45 and if you're a male. That's right. So middle-aged, especially men, they have the highest rate of suicide compared to all other groups. And so 80% of all deaths by suicide in this country are among men and women age 45 and 54, but men make up the majority of those. So what's going on in a male's life by that point in time? Well, let me take you down a story and tell me if this sounds a little bit like you. When you were growing up, guys, you probably had friends from teams that you played on. You had like group dynamics. You probably had friends that you'd hang out with, ride bikes with, play sports with, do something along with them, right? But there was normally kind of like this group mentality. Now, if you're younger and listening to the show, uh, there's certainly uh, probably video games and playing online and keeping your friends together that way as well. But it was always community based. Now, within all those activities, uh, guys, we all normally would kind of go, all right, let's make this a competition, right? And so we'd have friendly competitions amongst our friends. Sometimes we'd get really stupid about the way that we do so, but it came at the expense of laughs. I remember being at my one friend's home and we used to put on the dog collars for the electric shock for when the electric fence and try to run across the yard and get to the other side with the electric dog collar on. And it almost was like the sign of toughness, like who could get across to the other side? Who's not man enough to put this on? Meanwhile, everybody else, we'd all be laughing as we're having a good time doing this. Then there's the teasing, there's the joking, there's the things that we did in order to have a good time. We get the college. Right. And so our if you went to college or you go off after high school and you're kind of having your early 20s, those type of relationships, right, we're kind of exploring everything, dating, having a good time. And then, guys, during that time, maybe you start going to the bars more, having a good time with your friends, talking about philosophies of life. And the days seem to last absolutely forever. You're able to stay up until three o'clock in the morning, wake up the next day at seven o'clock and do it all over again because you seem to have infinite energy and friendships are there. And then there's this thing that happens in our lives if we choose to become married or settle down into a relationship. When that happens, it's kind of like the first part of male loneliness setting in. When you settle down, you get married, you'll still have friends that want to hang out, but it changes the relationship at that point in time. If your friends are not married, 
then they may be like, well, I don't know. I don't really feel like hanging out in that sense. And so that's the first time that men start to lose their friends. Women, on the other hand, and these are generalizations of which I'm speaking with, but women, on the other hand, tend to stay close to one another even after marriage and sharing things because their relationships are more of nurturing and being able to talk. Men don't talk through their issues whatsoever. It's not to say that all men don't talk through their issues, but some are not as capable of speaking about these type of things as others. Obviously, I'm pretty capable of talking about this stuff because I'm making a show about it right now. But so that is the first time. But then the next part of loneliness comes in, and that's when you have children. Now, for men, that sounds really ironic to say, like you're having children. How could that be lonely? Well, it's not lonely in the sense that you have a child now to love and care for. And I can tell you when both my children were born, it's kind of like I've never felt that deep a connection and that deep of love ever in my life before. But that's not adult conversation. It's not your spouse conversation. So you start longing for those conversations and those relationships that we could have where we could just joke around, talk about philosophy and have those conversations and they become less and less. Why do they come less and less? Well, it's twofold. The first part is because you have children and that takes up a good amount of your time and your friends that don't have children might be like, well, we're not hanging out because that's just weird. I don't feel like hanging out with another person's children. I want to hang out with my friends. And so that's kind of like the culling of a relationship right there with your bros, right? That's, that's the first time the bros kind of go away. Now, the next part of that is if you look at how much time you had free time before you got married. You had free time and dating and going out with bars with friends. You didn't weren't committed. Once you became committed, you might have had a little less free time, but you didn't have kids. You still had plenty of time to do fun things, go on trips, see the world, do a bunch of stuff. And you're in the beginning of your career. So your commitment to that career didn't call for all of your time and attention. By the time you have children, you now start to have financial bills that are really stressful. You start thinking about the world around you and how am I going to get through all of this? And when you start doing that, maybe you're a little bit like me, but you're like, wow, I better start making more money too, which goes back to that stereotype. Now we're getting back to that where we say, oh, men are supposed to be the breadwinners. And for a man, if they don't feel that they're making enough money, they never feel that they are enough. They're sitting there going, well, I wish I could provide more for my family. I wish I could provide more for my spouse. And it gets really difficult in order to deal with that because then we start working more and more hours. And so now we have less time. Well, we have less time. You have less time for relationships and your friendships, which is going to bring us straight to loneliness. Then we also have looking at the headlines right now. I talk to guys all the time and they tell me, you know, I don't think people realize how difficult it is to be a man amidst the feminist movement where they villainize that all men want to rape, pillage and kill the woman in their lives, which is a complete falsity of uh, the statistics of how many men are actually in the world. That it's, it's a fear-based thing. Now, it's not to say that there aren't men that do absolutely horrendous and horrible things, but to paint an entire group of individuals simply for their sex that they were born, their XY chromosome seems really absolutely wrong, but it's hurtful towards guys and makes feels 
makes guys feel lonely as well. Um, and then there's the whole physical attractiveness, right? Uh, women think that they're the only ones that look in the mirror and compare themselves to others. But guys are doing that the entire time too. And getting older, you start dealing with, oh, well, gee, I'm not, my body's not the same as it was when I was younger. And that can lead you into a depression. It can lead you into a spot where you're feeling lonely looking at other people and seeing what those roles are for other individuals as well. And so the loneliness kind of is continuing to set in because at this point in time in this country, we also are less connected to one another. We sit alongside one another at sporting events, at games, and we pick up our cell phones and we turn them on and we watch that. Or we're watching movies with one another instead of having conversations and watching the movies, we're tied to the electronics and barely watching the movie that's in front of us. We are constantly distracted from anything that is not actually a relationship. And that's a real problem. It's a real problem because we're not connecting at this point in time. But that's not the only problem. We also are seeing right now, according to the New York Times, what's called a friendship recession. In the second half of the show, I'm going to talk a little bit about that and then give some tips. What can we do to support one another? What can we do to fight back against people telling you that you're not good enough, people telling you that you need to earn more, people telling you that you could be a violent person simply for being a male, or because you're a male, young women are going to walk the opposite direction when they walk across the street, or they should be afraid of you. Because these are all lies that women are being told right now. They shouldn't be afraid. We should be looking for right relationships in all of this. We should be craving some type of good intimacy in our relationships and intimacy does not need to mean anything that's sexual whatsoever it means close relationships all right we'll be right back after a few moments make sure you go into the sponsors on americaoutloud.com has all of my colleagues work as well as the america out loud talk radio network you can download that on all your favorite mobile device apps in the app store as well as you can check out all the sponsors to help keep the lights on here you're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. A wide spectrum of programming from world and political news to societal, your health, and cultural stories. Seven amazing years of news stories, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. 
the Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Welcome back, Bold Americans. Second half of the show, we're going to get into the friendship recession. But I'm going to tell you a quick little story here that I think that most men can relate to. And women maybe haven't thought about how men sometimes can feel this way. But have you ever been in a spot where you're like, gee, I I just can't tell the woman in my life these type of things. I need to talk to a guy about some of this stuff. And you call up your guy friend and your guy friend's always like, yo, man, anything you ever need, I'm here for you. I got your back. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then in that moment of need, you call up your guy friend and they completely dismiss it and they do what you would expect a man to do uh, from that gender role that I was talking about earlier. But it's not because they don't care. It's simply because they're trying to fulfill exactly the way that they were told that they should probably be acting in that situation. Or maybe their time is really taken up at this point in time, or they're dealing with their own issues and they don't want to deal with your crap too. And as a result, they let you down. Is there anything that is more isolating than when one of your bros lets you down and doesn't want to talk when you need to talk? Is there anything that just really is more putting you on an island and feeling lonely? Well, as we get older, I think that this starts to happen more and more because we all have our own issues. We all have different things that are going on in our lives. And with men, we're told, oh, you shouldn't burden other people with this type of stuff. Uh, But I would like to say that if there are any uh, men that I know that I've been friends with whatsoever. If you're ever in a dark place, you ever need to talk, pick up the phone, call, text, write, whatever it may be, because I will be there for you. I will not hang up. I will not say I don't have time for it. I will walk off to the side at the soccer game. I will do whatever I got to do in order to make sure that I'm there for people. And maybe that's the first place we can start in having some compassion and understanding that if people are feeling this way and it's well documented at this point in time, then what we really need men is to speak up and start telling our other friends, Hey, you know what? I know we don't talk that often, but I just wanted to check in and just let you know I'm here. I got you right. I got your back. I can help you out if if you need something, because I think that that's all really we want to know. We'll just be vindicated, validated. I think validate is the better word I'm looking for. We want to be validated that we know that our friendships have meant something to somebody else. That's super, super important. All right. Now, there's lots of friends that get together for like uh, Friendsgiving instead of Thanksgiving. And so there was this New York Times article that was actually written by Catherine Pearson back on November 28th, 2022. Uh, and then she she updated the article afterwards. Uh, but they just talked about how there was a group of friends that got together and each year they give one of the friends the man of the year prize. <laughs> <laughs> and it caused them to eat. They laugh. They have a good time. And I'm, I'm reading this article going, I don't have any relationships in my life where I get together with a group of guys anymore 
and I just laugh like that and do goofy stuff like that. That was stuff I did in my 20s. By my 30s, that was going away. And now in my 40s, that definitely is not happening. My relationships now in my 40s, and I'm going to ask my listeners this, if you're in your 40s or late 30s, your relationships now probably revolve around just a few friends that you've made, maybe as a couple, going over to their homes, hanging out, maybe having dinner, maybe having a drink, watching a game, going to a sporting event. But that's not like a, a deep conversation. It's not really the deep laughing. So how do we fix that? You know, I, I'm open to suggestions. If you'd like to let me know, go at real Greg Bolden or Greg at America and You can email me. Uh, but what have you done to keep the laughter, to keep that from creeping in? Because that's so important to feel connected, to understand that. Now, men, <laughs> the other thing I think we have to accept is vulnerability is an important thing. Some guys get this. Some guys don't get this. I, I, I have family members that, you know, if they were vulnerable, I think that uh, they, they might die on the spot. Their, their heart might crack. But it's okay to be vulnerable and let people know how you're feeling if you do it in the right, proper way. And now I know that sounds even funny, me saying, well, you got to be vulnerable in the right way. What I mean is there's vulnerability that's probably going to push people away. And there's vulnerability that's, hey, just sharing a little bit. Like, I need people around. That's really important. And the other part is like when we were younger, like everything, and she points this out in her, her article. I'm just going to kind of highlight this. She says, don't assume friendship happens organically. That's so absolutely 100% spot on when you're younger, it happens organically in a sense, because you're around the people over and over in grade school and high school. If you go to college and college or in the working world, when you first start working, you find the people that are young with you and you kind of bond over that and it becomes this brotherhood, so to speak. But that brotherhood gets really difficult over time. It gets difficult to, to bring those individuals back together into the same room people move on. People have their own things. I've had friends that I have no idea why they don't speak to me anymore, right? Like people that I was really close with in college and I haven't spoken to them in absolutely decades. Now that's not for me, not wanting to speak with them. Uh, just simply we lost connection. Uh, we just along the way that did not go. So I would like to encourage if you're listening to the show today and you've made it this far into the episode, I'd like to encourage my listeners to make a connection with somebody that they have not spoken to in forever. Just a casual check-in from a bro to a bro. And ladies, if you're listening to the show and you're like, wow, I didn't realize, or I do realize, but it's not exclusive to men. I feel this way too. I also would like you to just do a check-in with somebody. It doesn't have to be real long. It'd be just like a quick text, like, Hey, what's going on? Just letting you know you're on my mind. Hope all is well, period. Bam. I don't think you guys understand, Uh, or maybe you do. I think, (laughs) I think people do, but I just don't understand why people don't do it more often. How powerful that could be, how absolutely groundbreaking and changing it could be just for somebody to know that they care. I got a message from my boss about three weeks ago. I was at a wedding. And he was just checking in on me um, about something that I had shared with him about uh, things that are going on in my life. And when he shared it, I was just absolutely blown away 
at the fact that my boss was vulnerable and telling me, Hey, everything's good. Checking in with you heard this, make sure you're doing this, make sure you're doing that. Take care. You know, I'm thinking of you. I know it's difficult. And when I got that, I was like, wow, that's awesome. Like that's what I'm talking about from a bro to a bro. Take care of one another. Ladies do the exact same thing. It doesn't have to be from a bro to a bro, but it's really important just to get those casual check-ins in order to try to keep a friendship or keep people to know that they're going. Cause you have no idea just how far that could possibly go in making people feel a little bit better. And here's something that men don't say really well. And I was listening to a, uh, uh, sports talk radio on the ride up to work a few days ago. And one of the uh, hosts is uh, John Ritchie. He used to be a fullback in the NFL. And I guess his son is going off to college and he was like, yep. He's like, he's going off to college and I'm, I'm really freaked out that he's not going to be in the home anymore. And I don't know. I just, I'm trying to figure out how to say I love him. And it blew me away that a father from a, one guy to another guy would have trouble being able to say, I love you to their son. I get saying it to friends. I understand that. But I think that, you know, men, <laughs> it's not gay to say, I love you to one of your male friends. If you truly care about somebody, it's okay to say that. The, the issue is in this world that we live in right now, uh, the word love in the English language sucks. It really does. The Greeks had multiple words for the word love. Um, and they could express love in a much better way. They could have eros. Eros was like the sexual passion type love. Philia, which was that deep friendship. It's why Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. Philia, it's that deep friendship. And that's what you're really expressing. Like, hey, love you, brother. Right? It's deep friendship there. Ludus was like this playful love. Agape was this love for everyone. And sometimes people just, you know, agape is a great way. It's like, hey, I love everyone here. I just want to make sure everybody's good. Pragma was a long-standing love. And Philatia was a love of the self. All right. And so at least the Greeks, they knew these words and they use them in the right concept. But as men, we hear, I love you. And we're like, well, gee, we really struggle just to say that to our significant others, let alone say that to our friends, right? Well, chances are your significant other, it was Eros and that is the love. And you might also have philia, right? A deep friendship with that individual as well. But agape, your love for friends, if we could just say that like agape brother, wow, that would go a long ways if people actually understood what we were saying. So they'd be like, what do you say to me? <laughs> That's really weird. But guys, can we, can we try to practice saying the words, I love you to one another when we, one person needs that, right? There's some times where it is completely appropriate. It also is good normally to get two guys that have a good laugh. <laughs> if you get that word to, to somebody else, but imagine, imagine thinking, wow, somebody loves me right now. When you're going through a period of loneliness, a period where society seems like it's not doing anything to make you feel a little bit warm and welcoming 
in all of the life experiences that we have, where you feel isolated despite the fact that you're connected. And I think that that's an important thing. Like men, you know, can be married with children and still feel isolated, just as a woman can be married with children and feel isolated in a relationship. I think that goes completely both ways. It's not exclusive to men whatsoever. But then what are you doing to fix that, right? Well, if you don't have any healthy relationships outside of your the relationship that you're in with the children, well, then that's even more troublesome, right? That That's kind of showing us why we're having such a pandemic or an epidemic of loneliness amongst everybody. It's why people are, are 45 years old. And then there's the whole cultures too. Like we haven't even got into, if you're a male, and part of different cultures, you're also going to be raised in a way that you're like, you know what? Uh, I can't talk about what I'm going through because culturally it's not appropriate for me to do so. And so I, I guess this is the appropriate part of the time of the show. If, if you or someone that you know uh, is dealing with uh, thoughts of harming themselves, thoughts of suicide, or they're in a really bad spot, you can call 988 there's people on the other side of that phone at all times uh, to help prevent suicide. Uh, and that's really important to, to know. You can text that number 988 or you can call that number 24 uh, seven. And there's always somebody that can be able to be on the other side of that phone to help talk to you and help let you know that, nope, you're not alone. All right. So, and then let's just get into kind of the last part of this conversation before Later this week, I'll, I'll interview uh, one of my friends. Like I said, he's single. He's in his 40s, and uh, he wants to talk to me about this as well. So we'll get into a, a little conversation, but I, I want to wrap up today with this. Um, don't suppress emotions of your own children. That's a really important thing. I think part of what we've gotten into with traditional masculinity is our own psychological development. We fulfilled all of these gender roles throughout the years. And now that the world has turned and changed, uh, it's very lonesome trying to fulfill all of this, but we can break that cycle for the next generation. Now knowing what we know, and this is not to say guys, you can't be a guy. No, I mean, come on, go out to the range, shoot some bullets with your friends, have a good time. Uh, still with your kids, let your kids box one another, have a good time. And when I say box, I don't mean like actually physically Never mind. I mean, maybe you can, but you kind of get the point. Like I, I got in fights in the neighborhood when I was younger and I'm glad for that. Right. There's, there is a part of men being tough that I don't think that any man should have to apologize for. There's a difference between men being tough and men being absolute a-holes. I don't support men being a-holes. There is no spot for violence towards women from men. In fact, any good father, and my father certainly said, you never lay a hand on a woman. On top of that, you never comment on a woman in a way that would make her feel less for herself, less beautiful, or any way, shape, or form. Doing that would be considered abusive. That's a gender role that I think more people would need to hear in all of this. So whether you know people are dealing with uh, the different parts of the attraction of do they find themselves still attracted uh not still attracted find themselves still attractive when they look into the mirror as they're aging do they feel sufficient with what they've accomplished in their life um do they feel like they're uh tough 
enough to get through what they're going through. That's important to men. Uh, do they still have, you know, the outlets to let out some aggression that might be there? And that's part of testosterone. Is that all there in order to help them get through what they need to? Guys, you don't need to go through this all by yourself and you're not alone. Just pick up the phone with your friends that you've had throughout your life. You know, reach out, take care of one another. And women, um, you know, talk to the guys about, you know, if they seem distant, maybe they're going through this. Uh, maybe they are part of what people are seeing right now in all the stats that we are um, having a problem when it comes to being guys. Um, and I will tell you, I mean, there are days where I feel lonely too, and I have a room full of children that, you know, I teach, I got my children I come home to, a beautiful wife I come home to, but it's still, at times, I feel isolated. I can't put my finger on exactly why, but I know that if I feel that way, then there's other people out there right now that are feeling that way too, and so I want to do this show for you so you know that you're not alone and there's other people that are in all this together. And don't let anybody tell you that you're less of a person. You're exactly where you need to be and you're going to be better tomorrow. All right, everybody, that's it for today. I'll be back tomorrow with another show. The big story came out. <laughs> I really was going to just throw the show out today and do this. Stephen Greer, the guy who talks about UFOs and has talked to all the presidents about it. He did a major disclosure event yes, uh, yesterday. And I got to talk about that coming up on one of these shows, too, because mind-blowing stuff has come out about the dark government and what they're doing, keeping this information from our own president and keeping it off the books in the dark budgets. Phenomenal with proof and everything else. And yet people are not talking about the fact that alien disclosure is here. And so I'll try to cover that a little bit on my show as well. Hope that you all have a great rest of your day, and I'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Uh-huh.